Hey good people, welcome back. We're on episode 5. How exciting is this? Uh, it's been a journey. Um, but I hope that someone out there is gaining something from this. Uh, we're back for now, episode 5, as I said, and this week we're discussing a story of faith, love, and purpose. And I get to interview my pastor, Pastor Simon Mwangi, the associate pastor at Parklands Baptist Church. And we go into topics like, who is God? Does God really exist? If so, why do bad things happen to good people? If God is love, why do we hurt? How does he show up for you? Do you believe in him? If you don't, why? Um, I think this would be an interesting way to just, you know, get our thoughts around what our relationship is with the person up there. Um, yeah, so let's go into it and engage. Pastor Samuel, thank you for having me and making the time to be part of this podcast. A pleasure. <laughs> it's a new thing. Yes. I know you're passionate about young people. So actually, when I thought about this topic that I want to speak today, yeah. you were one of the first people that came to mind. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I'd like to understand or let also other listeners understand what has been your journey of faith and who is God to you? Um, God is a friend. Mm. For me, it's not a, he's not a being far out, but uh, a friend. In fact, well, the way I like putting it is, uh, it's like the way David put it. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. So he, he is a friend. And um, I, know he, I know him in first person. Jesus would call his father Abba, you know, like daddy. <laughs> so I know him that way. He's my friend. He's my daddy. He's with me. Yes. And how did he become that for you? Um, I was looking for love, I would say. Because I grew up in a homestead where um, the father figure was hardly there. Mm. And um, at one point, disappeared from the home, ended up in the streets, uh, looking for friends, looking for a group that would accept me and acknowledge who I am, and uh, probably looking for guidance and leadership in life. Um... And I, wouldn't, I couldn't find it until one day I listened to a preacher preaching about God's love. And he used something very simple, talking about God who so loves us, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And that message of love, I connected with it uh, from, from the word go. And... Um, I did not respond immediately in making God my friend until I cleared my 
early school days, primary school. Then I went to high school and in form two. Again, I had somebody preach the same, the same scripture same about message. God's love. Mm. And it just grabbed me. I connected with God from the word go as a friend. And I was looking for a leader. I was looking for a shepherd. I was looking for a guide. And that which I didn't find in my father, I, I found in God. Um, he, he didn't judge me. He just loved me. One of my favorite verses is Romans 5.8. It says, God shows his love for us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So I put it in first person. I said, okay, God shows his love for me in that while I was a sinner, or still a sinner, uh, you know, Christ died for me. And um, I thought, if there's somebody who will come to me, not, not on the basis of my performance, and not on the basis of how I look, or not on the basis of my history, you know, and background, and accept me, then that's the person who I need to connect with and follow. And uh, the warmth of God's friendship and love embraced me. And I came to God just as I was. So, so, so could you say you found him or he found you? God, God found me. He found me. He was always there. I didn't know he was always there. He was always looking for me. <laughs> he was always around me, but I didn't know. But the message of love became like the key that opened the door for me to see him. So he was there. It's just like being in, inside a room and the door is locked and there's somebody on the other side of the door. But, uh, and they're always there waiting. But somehow you don't get to know they're there yeah. until you open the door and you're surprised that this wonderful person who just embraces you when you're in rags and uh, your life is chaotic and they don't even judge you and they accept you and you wake up to the fact that after opening the door they're actually there and they've been there and they've been waiting so god found me because he was always there waiting however the message of love became the key for me to see him it opened my heart and opened my door um, and actually from that time my my whole ministry or reach out and I've reached out to people in this country in Nairobi in Turkana in Pokot uh, among the Maasai among the coastal people Mount Kenya region uh, everywhere in Yanza you, you think about it not just in Kenya but around the world is because of the way I connected with God the foundation of my relationship it was love and because God loved me just the way that I was from the word go from the inception while in high school I decided I'm going to show love to everyone yes and love to everyone everywhere in the world love motivates me love com uh, compels me the grace of God the message of grace means everything in fact those words of grace G R A C E God's riches 
at Christ's expense. Yeah? God's riches become my riches at Christ's expense. In other words, God's love is such that somebody else paid the price for me to enjoy the meal. It's like entering Java. And somebody saying, just come as you are. Enter there. And don't be shy of eating anything. Because I've paid the price. <laughs> yeah? Mm. And uh, waking up to this reality that um, God accepts accept me just as I am, and I should accept nations just as they are, um, is such uh, an empowering thing. A lot of people, their gifts and potentials are locked because they have not fully understood the what love, the message of love. Yes, many people are gifted and they have so much they can give mm. to the whole world. And there is nothing little. In fact, everybody is important. This message of grace, every human being, even the street child, there is potential inside them. You know, they are beautiful and, 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 they, are, and they are handsome, you know. And that's how God looks at them. But when a human being starts looking at another human being, the same way God looks at, at people, then you begin to blossom also. You begin to give and you begin to serve. And the gift you have, whether it's music or writing or um, giving a smile or a handshake or you're surprised how many gifts you have and how many gifts you can give. So on an average day, I normally pray in the morning, I say, God, my hands can shake somebody's hands. My voice can say a word to somebody who is dying or sick or discouraged. You know, my presence, just my visiting, can actually encourage somebody. This feat of mine will make a difference in somebody else's life. So suddenly you realize you carry such great potential to change the world. And, uh, but love is the one that unlocks, like I said, the key that totally unlocks a human being's giftings and unwraps them it is the, it's love. So for me, um, that initial connection with God as a friend released something in me that now goes on to reach the rest of the world. So would you say <laughs> God is love? Yes. In summary, God is love. And um, I can talk for, for days on that one. God is love, but not just love. He's like the, an ocean, an ocean of love. And what he wants is for people to swim uh, in that love. And uh, it's like the more you get into it, like from the show, because most people are shy. They are not sure. They think God is mean. God is judgment. God will deny them to do what? But the amazing thing is, once you step into God the friend, you can never, you can never, you can never go back. And the more you step in, the more you realize there is much more until you actually swim in this wonderful, wonderful love. And that's why Paul wrote and he said that we may know the depth, the width, and the height of his love and actually his grace. God is love. The best way to define love is God is love. Yeah? 1 John 4, 7 and 8. <laughs> yeah? It says, Beloved, let's love one another. Yeah? For God is love. And he that uh, loveth God knoweth God. 
yeah he that loveth not not does not know god because god is love so god is love if you remove love out of god then he ceases to be god god is love and whatever he does um even like uh, or he allows even when they're, they're suffering his his love he knows he knows what he's doing and um the story of the prodigal son and the waiting father shows how God is loving in Luke chapter 15. Mm -hmm. Because this boy goes away, wastes so much. Then he comes to his senses. Then the thing that reminds him, uh, brings him back, is uh, the father's house and the father's love. And he says, in my father's house, even the servants eat better than me. I'm eating with pigs. I've wasted my life. Then after that, he starts rehearsing how he will repent how he'll get it fixed, but the father is so loving, when the son gets back, this, this son who has been eating with pigs, he's smelling like a pig. He's just everything, behaving like a pig. The father doesn't think about, doesn't even wait for his story of repentance, I'm sorry, things like that. No, just as he is, the father comes and embraces. That's the picture of God. God is love. And it doesn't matter somebody's history or somebody's past. It doesn't matter. God is love. And so he's driven and energized and moved by love. His instincts are instincts, uh, uh, instincts of love. You know, we human beings, sometimes we remember things about people and uh, we say, this guy should not be in my team because he did this several 20 years ago. Yeah. God is not like that. And if somebody has been kicked out of a team because guys remember so much about your history and your past, I want to say with, to a guy like that one, go to God's team. Because you'll be surprised. He will embrace you just as you are. And the prodigal son is received back because God is love. The father of the prodigal son, not only does he receive him, he has the best calf slaughtered for him, and then a, a gown placed on him a ring, you know, and shoes. And uh, he calls the whole place to say, let us now celebrate. Because my son was lost, has now been found. It's time to celebrate. Let me give you another case to show that God is love. The Apostle Paul, who becomes a very key leader in Christendom in those early days, he was a murderer. The guy used to kill people. In fact, he had come from Jerusalem to go to Damascus to go to kill people. Then somewhere along the way, he encounters God who is love. That's the nature of God. And God turns Paul around. And then in Acts chapter 13, through the Holy Spirit, God makes Paul a key leader those days who starts a whole missionary enterprise who writes so many books in the Bible, we read up to today. Who can achieve that except God who is love? So for me, I can say a lot about God, God who is love. A God is love and God, a God who is love. And um, Satan is the opposite. His hate, his darkness, his creepiness, yes, and if where Satan comes and embraces people, he, he squeezes life out of them and he destroys them. Their gifts are destroyed and they are used selfishly, you know, for self. 
And eventually when people have, have lived under the regime of Satan, they feel so cheated. They have nothing to show for it. But on the other hand, God is love, embraces a person, makes the best and the fine, finest come out of them. And that's my story. That's my story from high school. I don't think I would be here today if I didn't meet God properly. First of all, at an earlier age, but really made a decision in high school. At that stage, I wouldn't be who I am. I would not have made the contribution that I've made around the world. Eh? Yeah, why it not just for And everywhere I go, my message is very simple. God loves you. And I have seen it everywhere I've gone. Schools, universities, uh, working spaces, homes, uh, government uh, places. Uh, many spaces I've been to in many countries. I just simply tell them I'm here because of God's love. And God loves you. And then I start sharing more about this God and his love. And I have seen people just turn around. Sunday, um, I introduced a certain lady to, to God, and uh, it was very emotional. Eventually, she turned her life over to the Lord, and uh, I mean, she's a professional and everything. And uh, on Sunday, in the afternoon, and she told me, nobody has ever told me, shared this with me. Yeah? You mean God loves me this much? And I've locked him out. He's been waiting out outside the door for so long. And all I, need, I needed was to open, yeah? She said, I've never experienced and felt the way I'm feeling. And then, of course, I took her details. Out and <clears throat> she told me now, from here, I'm going straight to look for my father, yeah, on Sunday afternoon. I'm going to tell my father about God's love. <laughs> I'm going to, um, to talk to my two sisters. I'll, I'll call them in Germany, yeah? Mm. And I'll tell them about God's love. There's something liberating, so powerful, and liberating about love. Yeah. So God is love. I understand what you're saying because even for me, when I started to really understand who God was, mm. that He was not a God just for praying for things. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> for yeah, things yeah. to happen in your life. Yes. But what? How do we explain it to someone who may feel that maybe God doesn't love me because? I've been disappointed in certain ways. You make certain prayers and they don't come to pass. Or you hope for certain things and they don't turn out the way you expect them to turn out. Because I think a lot of the times on this journey of faith, mm. in the beginning you're praying so that things go yeah. your way. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. You know? Um, but then when you really try and understand Him and give your will to Him, it's a different experience. In fact, Sometimes you even face your toughest trials. Yes. For me, I know that I gave, I've always believed in God. It's been a journey up and down. But the moment I said, God, my life is going according to your will. Yeah. I thought it would be roses. I got my hardest trials. In fact, sometimes you even pray, you're like, this God that I pray to, where are you? Because it does not feel like you're here. Uh -huh. So how do we explain it to someone who may feel disappointed or hurt or not understanding what is going in their life? Because, you know, if you love someone, why would you hurt them? Yeah. 
again, I, I think even, say, between a boy and a girl, when, when we come on the basis of love, the goal and objective is a relationship. I, I, as a man, I won't come to a woman because I want to get, because of what I will get out of them. Otherwise, they'll feel used and misused. And I imagine the, the woman will not come to me on the basis of what they will get out of me. We are coming together. Of course, there are those relationships Which where... Are, it's, a, it's a transaction. <laughs> yes, like a transaction. Yeah. And they're not, they not helpful. In fact, at the end of the time, people feel used up and they feel tired. Yeah? Both, they, they do exist. But I think the, the most rewarding relationships are those where, let's say a boy and a girl, they come to each other just because for a relationship, love, because they love each other, and all you want is, is a friend, like I'm saying, God, my friend, is a companion, is somebody you can walk through life with, whether you have nothing or you have something, whether you will have to walk from your work, you know, together to town or back and, you know, relationship. That's what I want to emphasize. And the same way we find the greatest reward um, in human terms, you know, out in relationships where somebody comes to you not because of your performance or what you own or you don't own, your education, how many degrees you have or you don't have, or um, maybe your background. We get your, our greatest reward from those relationships that uh, love is the epitome, you know. Someone just loves me, period. Greatest reward. The same way with God. The people who benefit the most from walking with God are those who come to God first because they want God. Be first because they want a relationship, not a religion. Because, you see, a religion has to do with rules and laws and, and, and activities. Which and, makes a lot of yeah? people feel boxed in. Yes. Yeah. And programs and what's the next thing that God wants me to do and can get very tiring. Yeah? Coming on the premise of relationship redefines everything. So that even prayer, the way prayer is done, it becomes totally different. Look at the Lord's Prayer. How does it start? It says... Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be. If, if you look at that part of the prayer, it's appreciating. It's, it's a relationship. It's like my friend. So the, any prayer that just starts on the point of give me this, give me that, give me that, no, has a problem. Yeah? It's going to start at God, my friend. And if I can call God daddy, like I do, yeah? <clears throat> my papa, you know, my friend. Let me tell you, even this thing of this, these other things, before I even get to the, the other things, they become very small. When you enter prayer at the point of God my friend, God my father, then worship, hallowed be thy name. When you enter at that premise, you are freed from the, from the grip of things. Because oftentimes the challenge thing, uh, human beings face is that... Uh, the material tyranny, they are first uh, chained. They are chained <laughs> by thinking material things is what they need. And so they have a list of this and the other. 
actually the human need is is not matter it's love yes it's a relationship most of the problems we have today when people end up ending up in his, uh, in hospital depression they are relational mm. they are relational a lot of mental yes mental health, mental health we have today yeah. they are relational and uh, you find people dissatisfied they have everything else they have cars god god can give all this but you find people i know them who have i go to those homes and they have all these things but the relational element their love cup is not full you know that that filling my cup um of love is not full and somebody has a bed can't sleep they have nice chairs they're not they're restless they can't sit square yeah because the way god designed us is that the highest thing that rewards and completes us is love yeah and so when we come to prayer the prayer must rise above a list of items to relational the the bit of um, me and god and if i can enter prayer like jesus taught us our father sometimes i start my prayers and I, and i end uh, I, i enter the point of um, my daddy and i even don't reach to my needs i get excited because i feel his presence and then i'm enjoying his glory i'm enjoying his goodness and even his peace overwhelms then you. peace starts entering <laughs> me i start feeling rich yeah yeah i start feeling sorted out ah by the time i'm reaching at i needed this or needed that it's already sorted it's out it's not a priority anymore yes. yeah. so it's a perspective issue what is most important for me what is most important in life and we tend to front the wrong things i need a house yes a house is important but you can build a house and not enjoy it i need a job a job is important how many people have gotten jobs and they don't find satisfaction you know even after getting that job i need uh, this or i need the other so god on a daily basis helps tries to help us flip that order and come to matthew 6:33 that says seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things shall be added but often time religion as opposed to relationship when the primacy is on religion we tend to come up with a set of rules and programs and, and regulations the church makes it heavy for people you must do a b c expectations yes yeah. expectations and that's what leads us to lists of things that i know i am blessed if if i have these cups like a mm-hmm. hundred of them we define blessings in terms of all these material yeah. things and we we flip it and once you get all these material things people are committing suicide in the midst of material things i've been to places where somebody has committed suicide and they own inside that house they own so much but they commit suicide inside that that house mm, now that's so sad if we are praying to get a house pray to get a car pray to get a we will get helicopter we get we will get all these all things all these things but we must remember that uh, we we must have the priority right mm, the so foundation jesus met two ladies one was called mary the other one was called mother he went to the house mother got busy in the kitchen trying to prepare stuff in the name of jesus for jesus anyway mother went and sat and now mary mary went and sat at the feet of jesus so mother is busy in the kitchen mary is just sitting at the feet of jesus it's in the bible so mother comes back and complains and say i'm doing all these things 
for you and this my sister is not cannot tell my sister to come and help me then jesus commented he said mother mother you've become caught up and worried about many things but your sister mary has found a better thing that was the answer place of rest relationship hmm? contentment and um, so yes we have god who is willing and ready to answer our prayers and he owns everything apart from planet earth which is a very small place in the universe he owns much more he sent manna in the wilderness he told some guys who had caught fish the, no, no fish the whole night throw your nets in the deep places they caught more fish than they ever caught in their lives yeah God owns all these things. There is no problem. But where is the primacy of our prayer? It's got to be relationship. And many times it's not that I must get a new suit. Maybe something else I need. I need peace. Yeah? So I'm praying wrong. I could be asking for the suit. Yet what God wants to give me is actually his peace that passes all understanding. Maybe I'm praying about something that God has closed the door about. Because he has something better for me. Now, you know, I will be blind if I don't have a relationship. Because I'll stick at this particular door forever. Then I become bitter and angry and say God is not answering. God is saying, retreat, retreat from that prayer. Just walk away from that prayer. Rise to a new level. Ask God what is your will. Show, see God. See perspective now. See God. Retreat from the prayer. <clears throat> then you'll be surprised. God will tell you, look this other side. You will see exactly what you really needed. And you'll be surprised that you stayed knocking at this locked door that long. Until you, you become angry, you become bitter, start becoming ulcers. Because you're trying, to, you're trying to determine mm. the way mm. things should be. Yes. And oh, if it's not God, meant yeah. for you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And God is saying, no, 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 that's not or that. Or even sometimes even try and blackmail him. That's <laughs> what we normally do. Even the tantrum we throw, saying, God, I won't follow you because you're not. It's blackmailing. You're trying to untwist God. God is high and lifted up. He sees from the bird's eye view. And he can hear your prayer. And he's saying, you're praying at the wrong station. I can see 20 years down the road. (laughs) I can see the north, south, east, and west. I have something better for you. But what you need to do, you are blinded by your prayer. You can be blinded by, you are stuck at that particular prayer item that you wrote. And you're stuck there. And God is saying, retreat, move away from it. Then listen to me. Begin to see me. Become a friend. I will show you the next thing. And it's just not far from you. It's not far from you. You're just not seeing it. It happens a lot. And uh, you will find uh, somebody saying, God, I just must uh, end up in Europe. But God wants wants you uh, in Tanzania. But because you think Tanzania has nothing to offer, <laughs> it's, like, it's so me. It's not Maju. Yeah, yeah, yeah Maju. It's so me. I must do London. I must do London. And God knows if you end up in London, it's going to be trouble for you and not just you, generations that will come from you. Because 
your life is not just your own. Nations are inside you. Yeah? Oh, wow. Yeah, so you relocate yourself, then your seed starts growing inside their favor place, but that's not where God wanted you to be, and you set a generation and a generation into trouble. And God is saying, retreat from that prayer. Just, just release London. Retreat. Let me show you where I want you to go. And then God says, Dar es Salaam. <laughs> For and three, you're resisting. For three days you get depressed. You know, yeah, you're seeing your life, you're seeing how you can be wearing sunglasses. Yeah, yeah. sunglasses. And At the waterfront. <laughs> and eventually when you agree with God, you, you're surprised you end up in Dar es Salaam. You find your blessing and breakthrough is surprisingly in the place you least thought about. Yeah, That's why now, therefore, in prayer, we need to always remember Jeremiah 29, 11. God says, I know. I don't know the plans I have for you. So even when I'm praying, I should be aware of that. I know the plans I have for you. They are plans for good and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. So if there's somebody who has been praying a prayer based on lists and stuck there, uh, retreat. Withdraw, principle, just pull out a little bit. Connect, reconnect with God. Go back to relationship. Maybe you've been caught up and you've made prayer your God. Prayer must never be God. God only God, God is, is God. Yeah. Yes. Don't make prayer an activity. A prayer, uh, something I come, pick a list of items, bring them before God who must solve this problem, walk away. No, he's saying, I want you. I want you first. I want you to be my friend. I want us to be friends. I don't want to be like a washing machine where you come pour stuff inside once they're ready, they pour out, you don't care about the washing machine. Then you go enjoy your clothes. Another time you come pour this washing machine, this is the place you found it. And uh, no, God is saying, I want a friend. Become a friend of God and, and then pray from that basis. In fact, what I found out, when one becomes a friend of God and you have a relationship, what I found out, is that we even cancel so many things on that prayer list. Yes, find not in God's will, not in God's will, not in God's will, not in God's will. This was me. This was me. Selfish me. Because I wanted to be like so and so. That's very true. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> yes. Mm. I actually have a, a prayer journal mm. that I started maybe three years ago. And when I look at my prayers then and my prayers now, at that time, I was asking for this tick, yeah. this tick, yeah. this tick, yeah. and if it doesn't happen, I'm like, God, why isn't why? it happening? Uh, why is it, when is it supposed to happen? Uh, but then now when I look at my prayers now, and the peace you get, it doesn't even, in fact, you're like, it's sorted out. It's a, and that's how you know you're growing and maturing. I like the way you put it in your journal. Your prayers then and your prayers now. It tells you the relationship, your connection with God has grown more closer. You're the same person. It's just that you become more intimate with God. And then there's something else as you become close to God, you discover that all that God owns is yours. It's like, after all, my God, all this stuff is yours. Yeah? Psalms 24.1. The earth and the fullness thereof belongs to God. The earth is the Lord's. So you say, oh, my daddy, you are, you, you are a bit more billionaire. You know how many times? Trillionaire. 
I thank you very much. Yeah? So it changes your demeanor. It changes everything. You are working with a new mindset. Same person, but you've matured. And the maturation, maturation is at the understanding, knowing God, just becoming buddies and becoming friends. Like I said, with and Paul trying David. to understand Him, even and to understand circumstances. Him. Yes, yes. Yeah, and what a circumstance is trying to teach you, exactly. or a season. Yes. But what, uh, what about you know the some people who ask if we cannot see Him, hmm. how do we believe in Him? We cannot touch Him, we cannot feel Him. Our five senses cannot be able yeah. to yeah. to feel him. So how yeah. do we how yeah. do we prove that he's there? If God how is love things? and we're feeling this love, yeah. and maybe someone is like, where is this love from? I'm walking, I'm not feeling this love. How how do you explain? <laughs> how many things don't we see yet? We yet we believe. I mean. There are things we don't see, like, uh, of course, even network, even even this phone. I, I can press certain buttons. There, there are certain things that are even here in the air, yeah. Whether in the media realms or other realms, there are things. There are so many things that I'm not seeing. But the fact that I'm not seeing them does not mean they are not there. Yeah, there are many things we don't see, yet they are there. It's a question of tuning and getting to the right wave, uh, the, light, the right is it channel. Yeah, the God channel. You know, God is there. We may not see him with these eyes, but when you tune into the, the, the God line in Jesus, you know, in Jesus' name, you are surprised how the floodgates of his presence come. And within yourself, the mind, the heart, the assurances you get, the peace you get, um, the certainty and everything, within yourself you know that God is there. Um, that's what faith is about. Because Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things, of things not, not seen. seen. Yeah. And um, the same way we can believe that on the internet I'll be able to find something and I take a phone like this, a gadget and uh, I begin to do some things and of course I download they are there, hanging in the air the same way I will pray, the same way I'll pick prayer by faith and I begin to address God as a friend who is, uh, who is somewhere yeah now, people believe I'm going to the U.S., so I'll take a plane. There's a pilot I'm not seeing, but I'll enter a plane. I mean, everything is faith, I'm telling you, yeah? And then I will, I'll believe this engine. I even have never entered the engine cabins. I'm seeing, yes, I can see, but I don't know what is inside. You're just trusting you that yes. in the U.S. <laughs> and eventually, I will sit faithfully. They'll say, strap yourself. And I, I follow all the instructions. <laughs> And it's faith. Yeah. Yes. And I, within me, I believe I'll be in the U.S. I'll end up maybe in Washington. Because they have told me my ticket. You know, I'm reading, you'll pass through Gatwick. And then Gatwick, maybe Washington or wherever. And I put that thing here. And I find peace. 
imagine it's a human thing it's arranged organized but i find peace yet those things i have not experienced them yet yet i know i have this faith i have experienced them so by the time there this pilot that i don't know fires the engine i even probably have not, i'm not seeing him i've not even seen him yeah i have this faith that we will end up there and we fire we go in the air and we land and we go and, and I reach my destination for us the bible tells us so much and the bible is god's word and although i've not seen you know like physically i will take god's word and i say um for example if philippians 4:19 says my god shall supply every need of mine according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus um i will believe yes and if it's prayer then for supply i'll pray based on that verse and i believe that god will help me have what is promised here so how will god work god will first of all keep me healthy he'll wake me up every morning because life comes from god and um then he'll keep my mind fresh and strong give me ideas you know and he'll lead me to networks of people and things that i can do he'll give me boldness and confidences and assurances about certain things and i'll end up start doing a series of things based on his life given to me guessed based on his strength given to me given ideas that also are coming through him they are downloading like internet they're coming all over me and then eventually i start doing project 1 project 2 project 3 and my god supplies now when people pray i think they expect some people expect they'll just walk and find the uh, things just see. falling yeah and i think it's incredible that you're yeah. saying that yeah. god god provides yes in that time mm. and in that need yes he will provide your basic need and as long as you're waking up in the morning yeah there's a purpose there's a purpose for exactly. your life exactly yeah and if you allow him to if you listen to him go quiet and listen to him then you will be you the way you are saying project 1 project 2 project 3 will lead and before you know it you're doing you look back and you're actually doing something yeah that's helping other people exactly yes at the end of the day um the god nature in us is a giving becomes a giving nature and a serving nature God has an overarching purpose and um he will not wind up the nations until he has achieved his overall purpose. This purpose is being achieved through individuals. And uh, God is always working and prompting people in their quiet moments to come back to purpose. That's why people feel restless, they lack peace. Or you're in a certain Now, position and hmm. you're like I should be doing more. Yes, or I, or I should be doing more. That's yeah. God. That that's that's God. Whether somebody It's believes in God or not. <laughs> yeah. That's 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 the movement of God. And people try to resist it, you know, fight resist it, it, resist it and fight it. Yeah. But then they lack peace. Cuz uh you can't wrestle with God. You 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 will find he's too big, too big for you. <laughs>
continue to talk about purpose with Pastor Simon. Um, let's get thinking as the week goes along. What do you think your purpose is? And where do you think your gifts are? Have a great week. Until next time.